Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Intentionally Designing a Lifestyle of Freedom. Today is Wednesday, October the 28th, 2020, and this is episode number... Oh, wow. Let me go check real quick. Okay, it's episode number 10. Sorry about that. I uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I lost the top of my head and did not put that down in my notes. Today, I am going to bring back an episode that I recorded in the past, a little over a year ago, and that was another time, another place for the Constructive Liberty podcast. And I have since rebooted it, but I wanted to bring that back this episode. I really like this one. I talk a lot about effective goal setting, and this episode was dedicated completely to the parameters that we should follow to set an effective goal and to be able to achieve that, to make our life as easy as possible in reaching for those goals that we set for ourselves. So give it a listen. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear back from you on what you think about this episode. And I'd like some feedback on what you'd like to hear more of in the future. So drop me an email. It's ken at constructiveliberty.com. And just tell me your thoughts, what you think of what we've discussed so far, what you'd like to hear more of, or give me some feedback on the quality of the show. If, you know, the sound quality or whatever it may be, something you'd like to hear more of or less of or just to go away, just I'd love to hear back from you. So with that, I'm going to bring back this old episode. I hope you enjoy it. The topic of today's show is effective goal setting. What is it that defines an effective goal? We've all made the New Year's resolutions or set our mind to doing something, created a goal that we didn't follow through, we didn't see through, and we didn't achieve the goal. It wasn't an effective goal. It didn't follow the parameters of being an effective goal. So how do we go about setting an effective goal? That's what we're going to talk about today, so listen on. We're going to start by asking the question, what do you want in life? Is it riches? Is it a big house or maybe to be famous? Or do you just want a peaceful spot of land out in the country where you can have animals and grow your own food? What's your plan for getting what you want out of life? They say that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. But the reality is that journey actually begins long before that step was taken. It begins with a proper road map navigating through all the steps along the way to your desired destination. That desired destination is your big picture goal. The goals should follow the ABCs. The goals should be A, achievable, B, believable, and C, something that you are committed to. In other words, they should be smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-limited. A smart goal, something is specific. What do I want to accomplish? Why do I want this? Or what are the benefits of that? When will I complete it by? 
Which requirements and constraints will I be dealing with? And who are the people that I want to or need to involve? Those are specifics. If your goal has those things, it's specific goal. Measurable. Needs to be a means or way of measuring and tracking your progress toward accomplishing the goal you've set out. How many miles do I want to run? How much money do I need to earn so I can buy that house? In other words, how will you know when you have reached or achieved your goal? A. Your goal needs to be achievable or attainable. It needs to be something you can achieve with the resources you have or are able to require. Do you have the time, money, skills, and physical ability to do the thing that you set as your goal? R. Is it relevant to your overall life goals? Is it something that benefits you or someone close to you in a meaningful way? Is it worth your time to go after that goal? Does it move your life needle in the right direction? Is it relevant? And lastly, your goal needs to have a completion date. It needs to be time-limited or time-specific. A thing always expands to fill up the time that it's given, so don't set five years for something that should only take six months. You'll lose your focus and your interest and you won't complete what you've set out to do. So with all that being said, today I have 11 ways to ensure that you are effectively setting goals that you will reach. So number one, begin with the end in mind. For your goal to be effective, you have to know what the end product will look like or have a picture in your mind that you're chasing after. So, I will buy a new car. I'm after a new car. Or, if it's a weight loss goal, I want to fit in these jeans again. Or maybe I'll eat healthier. While these are short-term goals, this is needs to be done with lifelong goals as well. In Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he takes you through what he calls the funeral exercise. Basically, you imagine yourself walking into a funeral. Everybody that you know is there. There's a receiving line. All your friends, all your family, your co-workers, people you love, people you even dislike are there. You make your way down through the receiving line and get to the casket, and you see yourself in the casket. It's your own funeral. His point is, what do you hope people will say about you when it comes time to reflect on your life? How, how will you want to have impacted those people? What do you want to be said about you? This is the ultimate way of beginning with the end in mind. Take that, what you want people to say about you, and work backwards to make your plan and to set your goals. So you can be sure that this will happen. Number two, make sure your goals are relevant, like we talked about in the funeral exercise. If you said you want people to say you were a friend to everyone, then it wouldn't make much sense to set a goal to be the wealthiest person alive. That has no relevance to being a friend. In fact, you likely make a lot of enemies along the way to becoming the wealthiest person alive. That would undermine your overall goal of being a friend to everyone you come into contact with. Although you would be a friend on different levels to everyone. Number three, make your goals specific. Instead of setting your goal 
the general goal of being a friend to everyone, make it more specific by saying, I will be a friend to everyone I come into contact with by truly caring about this person and their situation, and by being fully engaged in each interaction and conversation in which we're involved. For shorter-term goals, instead of saying, I will fit into these genes, you could say, I will lose 30 pounds by August the 15th. Instead of, I will buy a new car, it could be, I will save $15,000 for a car by January of 2021. This gives you a target date to shoot for and makes the goal trackable. Step number four, set a time limit and track your progress. Set a date for when you will complete your goal. I will save $15,000 by January 2021. This gives you a means of tracking the progress towards your goal. It also allows you to make a specific plan. January 2021 is 14 months from now, so I need to save $1,072 every month to reach my goal. It helps when you track your goal visually. Go draw a thermometer on a white paper and post it where you see it every day. Then, every time you make a deposit into that fund, you can track the progress. You fill in the progress every time you add to it. This sort of gamifies your achievement. It gives you the feeling of success and progress each time you add to it. Number five, make the goal challenging yet attainable. If you set your goal of saving the $15,000 by January of 2020, but you're only earning $2,500 a month, that's not an attainable goal. January 2020 is only two months from now. If you put everything you earn towards it, that would only be $5,000, only one-third of your goal. You won't attain that. You won't achieve it. But on the other hand, if you set it at January of 2025, that's not a challenge. If something is not challenging, you won't be very motivated to work at it, and you will very easily become derailed. Number six, make the goal positive. It's much easier and more rewarding to go after something you'd want instead of something you don't want or are trying to get rid of. For instance, instead of saying, I will spend less money on things I don't need or on junk, you'll say, I will save the money that I don't spend or need for necessary items so I can reach my goal of $15,000 and buy a new car. Think positive versus negative. Number seven. Break down your goal into smaller, more manageable goals. While the goal of saving $15,000 can seem overwhelming because of the large number, the halfway goal or seven-month goal of $7,500 is a little easier to grasp. If you break it down even more, it's $1,072 a month. Even farther breaking down, $268 a week. The smaller goal seems more attainable, making it more likely that you will actually do the work to reach the goal. Number eight, plan for success. Once you have your large overall life goal or mission set, your smaller short-term goals in place, and have those broken down into more manageable bites, you already have half of your plan in place. At this point, you need to sit down and write out the detailed action steps necessary to complete each phase of your goal successfully. After you have your action steps written out, it is time to, step number nine, calendarize yourself. Yes, calendarize. I invented this word in my last podcast. So whether you use a physical or digital calendar is up to you. 
I use a combination of the two myself, but now is the time to put everything you've written into your calendar and on your schedule. Set reminders. While we think we can remember everything, it occupies a lot of brain space. Just knowing you got to remember to do all of the things at the time at that place. It takes a lot of brain space. Eliminate the stress and worry of remembering everything and let your calendar do the remembering for you. Write it, schedule it, set a reminder. This can help you also to build positive habits. Schedule and set reminders for things like exercise, prayer, healthy meals, paying your bills. The alarm will become your trigger for doing the thing. Number 10. Believe in your goal. While this contains elements of several of the other steps I've mentioned, as in positivity, relevance, and attainability, it's also its own separate individual thing. Belief is a mindset. It drives you to action. Belief gives you the drive to keep on going when you'd rather sit in a corner and cry and give up. If you don't believe in the why behind your goal, you'll only give it a half-hearted effort, and this will almost guarantee your failure of achieving the goal. Step number 11. Think big picture. What is my purpose or mission? Why am I here? Who will I impact that will also go on to have a positive impact on the world? How does my goal fit into the larger, earth-sized picture? Where will my ripple effect reach? As a Christian, the question I ask is, how do my goals, purpose, and mission fit into the bigger picture of God's kingdom? Do they fit into the golden rule of treat others as you want them to treat you? Or put another way, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Your goals need to fit into these parameters or they, they don't follow what Stephen Covey calls correct principles. Those are the 11 steps that I have for you today to apply in setting your goals effectively. There's a lot of others that I could have included, but I figured 11 was a nice odd number to stop at. I'd love to hear how you go about setting and accomplishing your goals. What's your best get stuff done tip? Also, don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen to it and share it with a friend. Thank you all for listening. Now go out and do good work.